My name remains Kayode Oguta. It's always a pleasure to have you in your space. And it's a privilege, actually, to come into your space and create our dream to make sure that your leadership journey is beautiful or simple and your experience is beautiful. Now, we have been talking about the foundations of exceptional leadership, what we think, in our opinion, are the requirements, the foundational tools, the foundational mindset that people should have in order to become exceptional leaders. You know, when the leader gets better, everybody gets better. Leadership now becomes the lead in the performance of many organizations. So what we need to do is to ensure that we raise up or we lead or we create great leaders, exceptional people, exceptional leaders. And since we've started all the series, so the first time we looked at it, we said it's not about you. The second time we talked about self-awareness. We spoke about greed. We spoke about the power of initiative. We spoke about the heart of service. And today we're going to be looking at the power of dissociation. Leadership or our experiences in leadership can be very traumatic. We live in a vocal world. We live in a vocal world. And everybody who has been in leadership always know one thing, that leadership can be lonely. Leadership can be lonely. The box stops on your table. Whenever you need to take decisions that could be life impacting, it's always going to be traumatic. Now, the loneliness and the trauma that leadership cause always raise uh, what I call the stress levels of leaders. But amazing thing about the fact that the environment you and I are operating in will never get more friendly. It would always get increasingly unfriendly. Now, if we know that we're going to live in increasingly unfriendly environment, it's important, in my opinion, that we raise people to be able to do well in such environments. Stuff happens in leadership. One of the things I've learned is that when people face their situations, they have one or five responses. That includes you. Not necessarily with the leader, but anybody who goes through any kind of challenging circumstances they always respond in one of five ways. Number one, they can either freeze. And I've seen it too many times that people enter into leadership, especially in the country that I live in, they freeze. When they see the enormity of the challenges, everybody just gets frozen. I begin to think, don't these people have common sense? No. The truth is, they've been frozen. So it's a response. You know, people just freeze. They can't take, they're incapacitated. They can't take decisions any longer. They just freeze. Another response that people face when they face traumatic experiences, when they face intuitions, is that they could also flee, you know? They just take off. You know what? I run. We've seen it happen. That instead of facing situations, maybe a man will just leave his family or a wife will leave her family and just take a flight and just leave. So they can either freeze or they can flee. Another thing I've seen how people respond to situations is that they could faint. What do I mean? When you see situation, they just faint and obviously they never recover from it. You have to take them to emergency rooms because they fainted. You know, leadership is not for the faint-hearted. Leadership could be extremely, extremely tough. Another way people respond is that they're feeble. How do you know? You know, they don't have enough weight or enough action to be able to cause a change. When you look at the lowing force of change, you talk about the fact that the responses must go against the forces going against change. But when they are feeble, obviously you will not be able to win because 
you do not have enough energy behind the actions you're taking. But finally, that's what, and I think this is what exceptional leaders, they always do. They're ferocious. They're ferocious. They attack mission and go head on, knowing fully well that not only them, or their destinies at stake, even the destiny of organizations, the destinies of people, the joy, the hope, the harmony, the happiness of people are at stake, and they go for it. And that's why one of last century's greatest leaders, Winston Churchill, used to say something that I love so much. He always said, never, 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 ever give up. Don't flee, don't freeze. Don't faint, don't be feeble. Be ferocious, face it. Face it. I remember when I wanted to start a major endeavor in my life, my daughter walked up to me and said, Daddy, face it. Face it. Face it. And it was important that I faced it. So, but you know, how do you raise up people that would win in this kind of stressful situations? Now, when these stressful situations are not just incidental occurrences, but they are not even daily occurrences, they are consistent occurrences, then how do you win? Now, that's why I think we need to go back to psychology to help us. We live in a vocal world. Vocal means volatile. Markets are volatile. Industries are going through uncertainties. Competitors are complex. Everything is ambiguous. That's vocal. So we're living in a volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous world. But exceptional leaders have to be ferocious and they win. Things would always be unstable, uncertain, unclear, unfriendly, and unforgiving. But exceptional leaders must be ferocious to win. They must be what? Ferocious to win. As I sat down and I was just thinking about it, and I said to myself, I said, how do I raise up a group of people who would win beyond talent? Now, one of the things that caused me to think about this is the fact that I've always looked at very talented people, maybe in sports, and just deduce from them what happens. Maybe when they have a stressful situation, something just goes off and they never just were able to pick again. I mean, look at Fernando Torres, amazing striker. Something ticked off in him. And obviously, you could leave the post and it would still miss the goal. Amazing. What happened? I think this is why before people enter into leadership, they must go and learn what I think, in my opinion, is a mystery from psychology. It's what I call the power of dissociation. Now, psychologists believe that dissociation helps in traumatic states. But trust me, leadership can also be traumatic. Hence, it's important to build dissociation before you face or before you encounter those traumatic experiences. Dissociation is something that we all have and we all do. It's part of or what I call a vital part of our ingrained survival system. It's a system that helps us cope with stressful situations which otherwise may be overwhelming. It's a built-in, not necessarily pathological and I really want to be certain here that we're taking cues from it. You understand? I know that when we go to the extreme side of dissociation, we are not going to be helpful. But I think we just need to learn that when people understand this power of dissociation, it helps them. And that's why I said it's not just the pathological side. It's just how people use their inbuilt system to disconnect and to protect the individual from traumatic experiences or materials or sensations or emotions or memories that could be overwhelming. Now, for me, the secret is how do you build the power of dissociation in people? When people use the power of dissociation, it helps them to interpret events and not personalize them. It confers on people the ability to make a choice and the right to choose, even in very stressful and traumatic states. And in my opinion, it also allows the leader to separate himself or herself from the things that cause stress and strain. 
when people use the power of dissociation, they do not equate their failures to their personality. You know, when people fail, they say, I'm a failure. No, you're not a failure. But when you are able to use the power of dissociation, like Thomas Edison did, I can say, I never failed. I just learned what does not work. So they now begin to see failure as a result, as an outcome, and that that outcome can be changed if you change the underlying things. With this, I think that the power of dissociation allows leaders to be able to separate facts from fiction and give us again the right to make informed decisions. Look, how do I help you out in this? I don't know if you've ever been unlucky in an event. That's a fact. But building yourself or building your life on the fact that you're an unlucky person is an opinion. But with the power of dissociation, a leader can build his life not on facts, but on the changing truth. That the outcome is a function of cause and effect. I may not have the power of all the causes, but I can try. I can make an effort to do in certain things. That's one thing I think that every exceptional leader must have the power of dissociation. That's what makes them win where the situation could be stressful and traumatic. You know, last year, at the time of doing this podcast, uh, there was something that really happened that really got to me. Liverpool was facing Barcelona. First leg, Barcelona won 4-0. Beautiful game. Everybody knew the Barcelona team was beautiful. In the second leg, I saw the Liverpool team try to win. Fantastic. That was fine. Not a problem. 1-0, halftime. But something happened. When I saw in the second half that as the match was being played, Liverpool scored the second goal. What made me know that this was going to be a bad night for Barcelona was this. I saw every one of them dropped their head. Loss became mental. Now, I have looked at it carefully. Whenever talents fail, it's because people lose it mentally. They are just something just lose mentally. So if I want to stop people from losing it mentally, what do I do to help them? It's the power of dissociation. The power of dissociation. Separating yourself from something that's happened. And that's what I think every exceptional leader has always had. They could separate themselves. Yes, they may have failed, but that was a fact. It's not the truth or what they base their lives on. That's huge. Look, I don't know if you've heard this story before. Two people were in a boat. They were going through a river and the boat capsized. The two of them have never learned to swim. One of them learns to swim and swims to safety. The other one drowns. So what has happened? Same situations, different responses. What has happened? The power of the association. How do you make sure that you do not interpret unfavorable outcome as a result or as a consequence of your personality? Now, that's one thing that everybody could speak about, but if you don't get this right, you will never excel in leadership. You know why? Because leadership could have many, many stressful situations. People would stab you. People will abandon you. Loved ones will reject you. People would conspire against you. Situations could be unfriendly. The board that you trusted would decide not to even be there for you. What do you do? Do you give up? Do you freeze? Do you faint? Are you feeble? Those are the things that exceptionally leaders will have to become ferocious and win. We talk about Mahatman Gandhi. He won. We talk about Martin Luther King. He won. We talk about Mother Teresa. You think it was easy when they started? No. Every exceptional leader must have gone through failures, things, but they realized that failure was a learning outcome. What did they do? They dissociated themselves from those things. They did not associate their failures to their personality. So that's why I said we need to learn the power of dissociation. So the power of decision allows you to not overestimate your abilities. With the power of decision, you do not overestimate your challenges. 
or you do not exaggerate your outcomes. So without power of decision, we underestimate our abilities, we overestimate our challenges, and we exaggerate our outcomes. With this, the pressure of leadership gets to the leader. And I can tell you one thing, there's always, always pressure in leadership. If it was easy, mere mortals would have had it. But the reason why very few people get there is because very few people know the secret of the power of dissociation. Talent doesn't get it. You must have this power of dissociation. Now, for me to end this, I need to let you know some things which I will just describe as the fact that once you have the power of dissociation, you can draw strength from present disadvantages. I think it was Malcolm Gladwell who highlighted the advantages of disadvantages and the disadvantages of advantages. So he said that the people, when you have disadvantages, it helps you build strength. But when you have advantages, it may help you get too easy with life. So, but with the power of dissociation, you can draw strength from present disadvantages. Now, because you do not have enough today, does not mean that you will not succeed, you will not thrive, you will not do well. Look, let me look at the fact that Steve Jobs, when he wanted to revive Apple, he went to meet Bill Gates and asked him for a favor. And the favor was important. He even sold some shares of Apple to him at discounted rates. Until people told Bill Gates, you know what, Bill? You're going to be charged a second time for this. Now, what am I talking about? I'm talking about the fact that when you have the power of dissociation, you can draw strength from present disadvantages. Now, when you have the power of dissociation, you can accept challenges that your position bestows upon you fearlessly. You can do what? You can accept challenges that your position bestows upon you what? Fearlessly. If you look at every exceptional leader, they've had to rise up to those situations that were tough. In fact, that's the reason why sometimes people think that exceptional leaders are always a function of the kind of times that they live because if there were no tough situations, then we cannot have an exceptional person. No, but the reason is that exceptional leaders just actually thrive because they accept the challenges that their position confers upon them and they face it fearlessly, ferociously. Exceptional leaders always move by faith through the power of dissociation, believing that fortune would always favor the bold. They always move by faith, believing that what fortune would always favor the bold. They don't give up. They just move by faith. They just say, look, you know what? I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to give up. And one way or the other, fortune favors the bold. With the power of dissociation, you can maximize the present realities. Call it the past past. Learning how to maximize present realities. Making sure that you learn from the past, but you are not defined by your past. Making sure you can learn from the past, but you are not defined from your past. And finally, in my opinion, the power of dissociation makes you accept the reality in context. So somebody may be better than you, but it doesn't mean that, look, it's a better person than you. And that's the reason why, for instance, if I'm leading, take for instance, I am a general in the army and leading a troop, that somebody's a better fighter pilot does not mean that the person is a better soldier it's just a better fighter pilot you put everything in context so i'm not afraid i'm not scared i'm not defined by his excellence in one area no i know that i am seen i'm in a different area so i'm not going to be looking at members of the people i lead or the team i lead or the organization i lead and be scared and be frightful knowing fully well that oh if they grow then i'll be thinking my position will now become unstable no I can see reality in context. Someone is better than me does not mean that he's a better leader than I am. I can see it in context. That's the power of dissociation. And that's the reason why every exceptional leader must have this power. Otherwise, you'll be scared. You'll be afraid when you see people shining. No. But a great leader will do what? Create the opportunity for your members to shine and you get away and leave and let them shine. 
You can't just shit themselves because you can see the reality in context. It's important to be empowered by the power of the cessation. So I've spoken to you today about the power of the cessation. And I think that you need to listen to this podcast over again, over and over again. Let it build in you certain strengths, certain tools, certain parameters that can always make you win. Don't forget, you do not need to freeze. You do not need to flee. You do not need to faint. You do not need to be feeble. But you can be ferocious and you can win. As an exceptional person, you can win. It's a world, it's a world that will reward the people that win. And you know what amazing thing? Reality has come to stay. The world will always be volatile. The world will always be uncertain. The world will always increasingly become more complex and become more ambiguous. Leaders must learn how to take actions in the light of all this. And that's one reason why I think the power of dissociation becomes a foundation that will make you excel in leadership. You will not see it in any place, but I'm telling you, you have gone to psychology to find it out. And that's why you've got to develop it for yourself. Once again, it's a pleasure to be in your space. And if you have not subscribed to us, you can subscribe to us on the i3 podcast on iTunes. The i3, just search for i3 podcast on Hasbox and on Play FM, both on Android platforms and the, on the iStore. Yeah, good. So once again, it's always a pleasure to come into your stable. Make sure that the i3L Leadership Podcast is going to help you become a better leader, make your leadership journey sweet and beautiful, and your experience glorious. Once again, make sure you do not miss the i3L Podcast, not for anything. Let it be a part of your weekly stable. God bless you. Have a great week. and see you for the concluding part next week. 